Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yes, another episode of the BTP Podcast. Joined as always with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, buddy? And man, buddy, how's it going? How are you? Guess what? It is the last day of the holiday for everyone, including those living in uh, basically predominantly Orthodox regions like Eastern Europe, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, and so many other countries. Although I'm not sure if those those guys are Christians too. Ultimately, it's the end of all holidays. So if right now you are not planning for some, you know, going to work, chances are you're unemployed because of the pandemic. And therefore, I'm, I'm really, really sorry to hear that. It's true. Uh, There's a sad, sad uh, reality of their current situation. And speaking of work, that's actually what we're going to talk about. But not just work, the future of work, which is, is the remote the future of the work? Is that that's the main question we're trying to ask? And broadly, I like do you uh, want to give your broad opinion, and then we delve into details after that. Awesome, very well. Well, first of all, I do believe that the future of work is indeed remote, and the answer is very simple because now we are already doing it at much lower costs, and then you have the governments who are going to incentivize this whole thing to protect the environment. So, if you are an employer, you say, "Well, I don't have to pay for the office buildings, or I can pay less." I can, I can hire fewer people so I can actually pay for a smaller office, hire fewer on site. And at the same time, the government is going to incentivize me to pay less in taxes. So why the heck not? Let's try to do that, actually, and let's go for remote work. For that reason, I do believe that ultimately uh, remote work is the future of the work because it will be financially uh, basically uh, practical. And at the same time, it is also going to uh, lead to a better, you know, environmental protection, which is definitely going to be uh, important for most governments. So if the governments are going to lead people towards that direction, obviously that will be the direction because nowadays it's quite acceptable. I mean, if you remember five, 10, 20 years ago, uh, this whole thing didn't even make sense, right? You, you, you did work when you were at the office or you were the client, or if you wanted a sort of a meeting on Skype or call, it oftentimes was a preparatory kind of meeting. So they actually set the real meeting later on, meet the client in person, because it was kind of like a, like a low value kind of behavior. If you did not want to show up, it's like, what, is there something wrong with it? Or you want to steal my money or something? Are you, is it like some sort of cheating? So for that reason, the fact that this is now a complete norm, we are going to see a major increase in uh, remote work because now almost all companies around the world have tried it. They have gotten results out of it. And it's now officially a part of the culture, I guess. And for that reason, I believe it is going to be indeed the future of basically uh, work for most of us. No, it does make a lot of sense. And I think uh, there was a taboo uh, prior to the pandemic about this remote work from all sides, not just employers, but employees too, thinking that, you know what, it's not, it's not, I'm going to lose productivity. And that might have been true without the pr- prior proper preparation. And maybe in the beginning, people were thinking, yeah, this is not working. I'm working from my bed, uh, bed and this is not. And then after they saw that, okay, they have to figure something out, set up the proper, uh, uh, you know, proper environment for themselves to work. Maybe... I, I don't know if a person who has kids now that's annoying because maybe the, you know, schools are closed and you have to keep the kids yourself. But if the environment is viable, I think personally, I experience in many fields, it actually works out pretty great. Now I do teaching too. Now that is not the best environment for online teaching. There's a, there's, there's some degree, there's some barriers coming on because of the lack of, uh, you know, being in the same room physically together uh, perhaps, but generally speaking in many of the, cases it does work and perhaps um, there can be you know a hybrid of these two like a 
Uh, wow, wanna... that's, that's the best. I mean, because <laughs> right? I really still believe if you make everyone work remotely, because I know a fair share of like programmers among my contacts. And uh, I mean, their lifestyle is not necessarily going to be even acceptable by a lot of the people who are more on the extroverted side because it's going to be right. almost depressing. So I think a hybrid approach is probably a far better approach because in that situation, you kind of like spend, I don't know, two or three days at the office and four days at home. And that way, of course, including the weekends. And that uh, probably is going to be far more if effective because you mentioned, you know, working uh, basically uh, and you're know, on your bed. Well, there are a lot of things I want to do on my bed. Working is not one of them because I think, uh, I don't know, first of all, it's not going to be very hygiene because uh, you should probably see my bed. Uh, and secondly, uh, it's going to lead to, you know, from my point of view, uh, lack of focus. Because for me, the bed is a place where I do only one of two things. And there's no other, I mean, like mentally that uh, is, there's an association uh, basically with sleeping and the other type of sleeping. But so if you're, let's say, uh, I don't know, br bring your laptop and you're talking in a place that you bang your wife or girlfriend. I don't know. For me personally, that's not going to work out pretty well because it's going to create a lot of problems uh, in terms of, you know, your mental association. However, I do like the idea of working basically uh, at home if you create and designate a home office area. Now, if your home is small, you can, you know, allocate one entire room to, uh, to your work. You can still assign a specific location in your home to, you know, uh, basically work office because th there really is a psychological factor here. Because when you go to the office, you, uh, you know, your brain has linked that environment to work. So your body is different, you know, acting differently, your mind and your focus is uh, focused on different things than if you are in your bedroom. So even for those who work at home, they're definitely going to actually uh, learn to uh, come up with new ways to get ready to work at home efficiently. And I think that will then lead to creating a whole new industry that uh, basically caters, uh, uh, you know, work at home and remote work, plus a lot of the training required for the staff to know how to make the most of their time at home, how to avoid distractions. I mean, nowadays, for example, I'm reading a book called Indistractable, and it talks about how, you know, all the little steps required to make, you know, homework efficient. It's not that easy, uh, Pujix, to work at home efficiently because it's so much easier to get distracted at home. And more importantly, there's less degree of uh, basically control by the employers. Because you could say like, yeah, I'm online, I'm working, but maybe you're not. I mean, as I've talked to a lot of my friends, you know, they have kids and now almost all of them are studying online. And uh, I mean, you got to see what the mess that thing is, man. Like literally they just keep things online. They pretend they're online, but they're not. Or they're looking at the screen with a, to the camera and playing Fortnite in the background. True story, by the way. I'm not, this is one of my, uh, you know, friend's uh, son just uh, uh, does this. But of course, if uh, you are the teacher of that person, don't don't hate him. He's not the only one who's playing Fortnite while looking at the webcam, pretty like, oh, yeah, great lesson. So for that reason, I believe there's going to be uh, the need for a reform in the way we approach work and uh, extensive training and education for those who would like to work at home, both for the employers and the employees. No, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because yes, there are you know workarounds that you can start slacking and still not get penalized perhaps, but then you can you know uh, change how you're looking at. So for example, in, in a current situation, you're just if, if if as a manager, office manager, whatever, your method of you know finding out if your employee is actually working or not is just by looking at them. Maybe that's not the best approach, anyways, because a lot of people don't respond to that. So maybe you want to look at their throughput. Are they actually providing, like doing the things that they're supposed to do, maybe met metrically or or just generally speaking? Um, 
that's why perhaps in you know software uh, environment like software development IT it's much easier to actually assess these things because at the end of the day you either push your code or you don't you either complete your project or you don't so it's much easier to you know um, uh, monitor those performances wherever you are you can be in Bahamas I don't give a crap as long as you do your work right <laughs> so 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 yeah you're absolutely right and I think it's very industry dependent perhaps hospitality is not the best to be remote that's the by nature right so well believe it or not nowadays I'll, we have seen almost all sorts of businesses going online for sure, or at least course. having a much stronger online presence even like presence, yeah. nowadays i've heard of like restaurants that are fully conducting things online like you literally see the chef so they send you the food and then you uh, uh, log mm. in with uh, zoom and you watch the chef cook things in front of you explain things so i mean this is definitely going to affect even the kind of, of industry you thought is almost impossible uh, for it to be remote but obviously you're right there are certain industries where that cannot necessarily work out well but having you know experienced almost every business uh pretty much move online or at least in, in, enhance their online presence yeah, exactly. i guess there's going to be a far more potential for remote work in almost all industries uh to a certain degree of course yeah and no, i couldn't agree more and, and I, yes my my point is that yes some some um some industries are more acceptance and actually encouraging of remote work, some less so, but it doesn't mean that they cannot, like the industries that are less inclined to do you know, remote work or not even possible for them, it doesn't mean that they cannot enhance their ability. So for example, when even you went to the restaurant individually, like in person, you wouldn't get to see the chef necessarily. Some of them have open concept kitchens, but generally speaking, you wouldn't, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so maybe that could be even for in person, like that Zoom or you know video stream can be on your table as well. So you can anticipate your freaking food. <laughs> and get more hungry and hungrier. <laughs> that's so, possible. That's a I mean, great that's, way to sell things, I guess. Right. Very. So, so I think it 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 sparked a big, big um, the whole you know pandemic and the circumstance sparked a big push for creativity in in all of this, and which is a good thing. That's that's the positive that can come out of all of this negative, I suppose. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I agree completely. Uh, although, let's be honest, personally, as an extrovert who really loves going out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really prefer, uh, you know, a hybrid approach, as you put it out yourself, because you cannot necessarily, from my point of view, uh, go, uh, go on the either extremes. Because if all work move fully online and fully remote, then, yeah, this might literally change the way we approach work. And this could lead to its own sort of problems. I mean, for example, now social media is, uh, you know, pretty much commonplace. Everybody's on some sort of, you know, social media platform. And... Uh, it is now the norm. So if you don't have a social media account, now you're a weirdo. Like uh, 10 years ago, if you didn't have, I don't know, Facebook or, I don't know, let's say Instagram or, I don't know, uh, some, something like that, you would have been quite okay. I mean, th that was not like a necessity. So 10 years ago, uh, many of my friends did not have, I myself was not uh, basically on any Facebook platform 10 years ago. Uh, but nowadays, if someone is not on social media, you're like, dude, either you are weird or you're cheating on somebody and you don't want anyone to know about it. Like, it's right, just right. so like now a part of life. But at the same time, uh, it's now proven that the more time we spend on social media, the higher our chances of, you know, suffering from depression. So with mm -hmm. every change comes uh, certain downturns and drawbacks that we have to deal with. Remote work has its own set of problems. It's going to uh, challenge the problems to the employers. 
how are they going to be able to, you know, uh, observe their employees in action? And how are they yeah. going to be able to judge and assess their performance to be able to, you know, handle this is just the result they deliver. How about uh, in terms of safety and security? I mean, if they're working remotely, could this not easily be hacked and, and then be used by others? Uh, there are many other, you know, facets to, uh, when it comes to business and work in this situation that has to be literally addressed, which, as I mentioned earlier, will lead to a whole new industry that offers services uh, that, you know, uh, somehow makes this whole process easier. And above all, as I mentioned earlier, it's really about us. Are we the kind of uh, basically workers who can actually work with discipline and irregularity at home? Or as you put it out, you're on your bed and you are a programmer and you start programming and then the bed, uh, you know, this whole bed reminds you of your, your last night and you start thinking like, hmm, that was very nice. And you look around at your wife, hmm, that's very nice. And boom, before you know it, you're not, you know, you're not making any basically codes, you're making babies. And that's not a good idea because you're wanting to be working at that time and not doing something weird. So for that reason, although not, 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 uh, that, that we do not have cases of making babies at the office environment, uh, as unfortunately you've probably heard a lot, especially among the Wall Street staff members. But the point is you want uh, basically to create the right education available for those who can actually work efficiently. Because my biggest issue with remote work is does it really deliver the same time? Yes, it saves on costs. Yes, it uh, you know, protects our environment. But does it really deliver the same type of uh, experience for both the clients and those who do the work? or does it reduce the quality? And that for me is a big challenge. That's a fair point. I think, I think you're right on. Obviously you want to have the same throughput. You want your employer, uh, employees to you know, work as well, maybe even better perhaps if you can. But yes, you're absolutely right. That comes with a degree of education on, on both parts from the employers to employees, all parties uh, included, even clients perhaps. Um, so that education doesn't have to be classroom setting necessarily, although it can be, but culturally you know as the time passes we learn how for example if you're if you don't have a good microphone get a good headset for for instance i mean that could be one wow. simple thing so we don't have to hear the sirens in the background or whatever so i mean obviously there are um uh, you know, improvements that are going to be made in time, and we can accelerate that by, you know, organized education of some sort. From I mean, I'm, I'm right now thinking about like changing fashion industry of those upper body only suits where you can literally wear your underpants uh -huh. beneath and have like a suit. Like you, you're going to see like major changes. Like just imagine Absolutely. like the, the upper body only section. Like if you want to buy the clothes, we have an yeah. upper body only for remote workers. Like okay, literally, is... and like they create this pajamas that are very comfy down below. And like, you will see a major shift in terms of how it'll affect every facet of, you know, every industry. Patent pending, by the way, upper suit only. <laughs> I mean, uh, by the way, that's that's a patent idea. So if you want to steal the idea from us, you're going to have to pay copyright. This is now <laughs> any, any, any basically uh, uh, seller who would like to sell upper body only uh, clothing must get a patent and recommendation basically from us. Sorry, guys, just the way it is. That's, that's just the way it is, uh, you know, intellectual property. It's not, it's not Absolutely, easy to come buddy. up with ideas. So upper body only suits and uh, clothing, uh, basically, uh, uh, work is uh, for work is definitely a yeah. beyond the present podcast patent from now on. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, no, but joke aside, I think, I think you're absolutely right. It, it, it does make, it, it does affect every single industry in the, uh, in, in various different ways. Obviously some industries more so than others. Uh, but generally, so for example, as you were mentioning, uh, perhaps security could be um, more challenging because now you're, although we were always working on computers and networks and they were all connected to internet, but now you're uh, transmitting everything through the internet. So maybe it's a little bit more challenging in that sense, maybe a lot more challenging actually. So yes, of course, it's going to affect everything and perhaps 
uh, in many cases for the better. Like we have to improve our ways of living. Um, and usually it is hard to leave the status quo until you're really pushed out of it. We And we were, unfortunately, by a sad incident. And typically they are by sad incidences. So um, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. Now we discussed the pros and cons. However, now I want, we're coming to the end of the show, obviously, um, uh, feel, feel free to add anything that we didn't talk about to, you know, gather everything together. Well, first of all, uh, it was a great topic about remote work because ultimately uh, we've mentioned uh, to our listeners that remote work is the future of work. Uh, we should not look at this as a passing trend. I believe that remote work is here to stay as is already demonstrated by many companies in uh, Silicon Valley who have already put this as a permanent part of their uh, basically uh, uh, human resource management. So they are definitely going to implement this already as their permanent solutions. And of course, we're going to see this happening all across the board. However, as you mentioned yourself, certain industries are less compatible. Certain types of careers, jobs, services uh, basically are less compatible with uh, remote work than the you know certain ones that are a lot more uh, basically compatible. But that doesn't mean that uh, no industry is going to be spared from this trend. It is going to happen all across the board, basically. And we pointed out that the fact that this is going to happen, we are going to need uh, basically uh, a whole new industry that is going to cater to remote work, offering certain types of, uh, for example, home uh, basically work environments, how to create like a desk that is not going to distract you at work. So maybe creating new ways of blocking the sound from coming to the, you know, the home office or a lot of training to make sure that you know the those who are working at home are doing so uh, basically not on their bed but hopefully in a place that is a lot more productive basically and uh, to create that you know a uh, culture of productivity at home which probably needs uh, additional training uh, but then again uh, in terms of the benefits of this obviously we're going to have we're going to see a tremendous de- uh, decline in uh, uh, traffic worldwide, which is then going to, of course, uh, reduce the carbon emission because the less commute we do, the less carbon emission we, uh, and and carbon carbon footprint we will leave behind. So that's gonna definitely improve uh, the overall quality of uh, basically our environment. And obviously there's uh, there's definitely gonna be a lot of financial incentives too for both employers and employees. So whether we like it or not, I'm someone who is in the middle when it comes to remote work. I don't hate it. I don't love it in particular either. Uh, But then again, even if you are like me and you tend to be more on the social extroverted side when you like to see a lot of people around, Obviously, you still have to get used to this, you know, new way, uh, a new approach to work, because in the end, remote work is here to stay, whether you like it or not. Well said, and I couldn't agree more. I think um, one way or another, we're going to see this more and more in the future Um, and perhaps for the better uh, again. I I really do believe that. And thank you again, Dan, for joining us today. Discuss this interesting topic. And thank you. Yeah, it was amazing. And thank you, everybody, for uh, listening in, tuning in, and uh, leave your comments, leave your suggestions if you have any. And until a later episode, have a good one.